Welcome to another episode of the Ironing Board Podcast, where we iron out issues on board. I'm your host, Heiko Fahim. To all who have listened to the first episode on autism, big thank you to all of you. Uh, you know, I've received so many encouraging messages on what was covered then, and you are definitely in for a treat today with an equally interesting discussion. So, you know, I want to bring depression to discussion today. You know, how much do you know about depression? What is the outlook? and the outset of someone with depression and what can people like friends, family, colleagues do to help those who suffer from it. Um, so to help us with today's topic, uh, we firstly have Asher Lowe. Asher, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. And Busy, Asher, but I'm are, good. <laughs> <laughs> you are the ex Executive Director of Limitless, which is a non-profit organization and you guys help youths with various issues, right? Is that Asher? Yeah, that's right. Actually, we work with young people from the age of sec one all the way to the 25 years old. And okay. primarily, we work with young people who struggle with mental health issues. We provide one-to-one -one care, um, mm -hmm. we provide therapy, and, and we provide as much support as that young person needs. Okay, I think we will get to some of the programs that you guys are running and how you guys can help and all a little bit later. Uh, yeah. But more importantly today, we have Sham on our episode and how are you doing today sham i'm good i'm good what's up guys <laughs> and, and sham you the reason why i got in touch with you uh, and invited you to be on this episode today uh is because i came across your igtv and it was a post of you coming out to say that you went through depression before um so mm -hmm. you went through depression before and maybe today you will be sharing with us some of your stories and some of your struggles back then but firstly sham what are you doing currently so what do you do for a living man uh, i currently do uh auction online and i am starting up a apparel business oh ah, okay it sounds cool. like you're, you're doing nice. you're doing you know really well and you know it's good to see that with especially someone who has gone through depression before and you've um how old, how old are you right now sham I'm 28 already. This okay. Uh, 28, yep. 28. <laughs> You're not sure of your own age, but that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> 28, uh, yes, 20, I'm sure. Cool. Um, and Sham, let's just get into it. I want to talk about the post that I came across. And I think this was sometime last month when, um, and when I say last month, uh, this podcast is going out on 23rd September. So that was in August, right? That you posted mm -hmm. this. Um, and I've, come across your profile and look at your other posts, you are like the most confident guy that can be, you know, you, <laughs> you are good looking, you talk with the utmost confidence. We see it on all your social media posts with all your muscles and all that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, but, thank you. <laughs> but how difficult was it for you to come up to speak up about your depression? Um, I... I thought at first I wasn't comfortable about it because I was actually afraid of what people might think because uh, I believe uh, there was a stigma that I believe which was true uh, whereby men can't uh, really talk about their feelings. As, um, I believe that people would think that men should be stronger and we don't want to be uh, judged as weak. That's why I was a bit uncomfortable. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what made you do it? So why was it important that you, you know, you wanted to speak up on behalf of men who mm -hmm. perhaps don't feel that, you know, they have a place to speak about their emotions? Mm -hmm. 
Um, this is something personal, my personal belief that I, I've actually just thought of. Uh, ever since I have broke out of my shell, um, I got so-called a viral video on Facebook. And then um, I so-called my followers gained like thousands. And then I believe um, there is a difference between being an influencer and being influential. Mm. So, yeah. So uh, with the followers uh, that I have, I want to actually uh, promote positivity and and so-called uh, speak about what I've been through and maybe make it relatable for those who are going through depression. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, Ashok, yeah. you know, Sham mentioned over that that, you know, men don't really feel that they can talk about their emotions, some of their issues that they're going through. Do you see with maybe some of your clients at Limitless that, you know, maybe a lot more of them are females rather than males? And what, why do you think is that so? Is, that, you know, is it just a, a, a stigma that is in the society that, oh, I'm man, I must come off as strong, so I cannot talk about my feelings? Is that is that reason why? Um, you, you are right to say that we have more female than male clients. In fact, we have mostly female clients. And that's something that we see across the board in every agency, every country, um, that women seek help a lot more than uh, men. And, and the interesting thing is this, that, that although women seek help more than men, and you see the numbers um, are more female than male, but what we also see is that in terms of suicide rates, there are more males than females. Ah, right? okay. And they, so, but they, 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 although those are not totally 100%, you know, related uh, to suicide mm-hmm. and depression. Um, but, you know, it gives some sort of indication, right? Because I think yeah. there was a study that was done and then there was some statistics that, that was put out and, you know, we even see young boys, unfortunately, taking their own lives and it the number has risen. Um, yeah. So perhaps, you know, even at a young age, they've gone through some difficult times and they weren't able to speak up about that. Yeah, I, I would say that... Uh... You know, both teenagers and men struggle with being able to seek help. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if today we're going to be talking about like uh, not just young people, but, but men themselves, mm-hmm. I think we, we also need to address the fact that uh, masculinity itself can be quite toxic. When we think mm-hmm. about like how, how a man is told that he has to be, he has to be strong. He can't cry, right? He cannot mm-hmm. show emotion. He's not supposed to be weak. Or weaker than than the females. That mm. that brings across a culture whereby men don't seek help, men don't talk to people. As we okay. talk about like a woman who's struggling with depression, you know, before she she's uh before she seek help, before she's spoken to the therapist, she already have talked to like five friends with. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. a guy, right, will keep it to himself. And very often guys keep it to themselves. Okay. And Shab, yeah. did, did this happen to you as well when you went through this? How, how long ago was this when you went through it? Uh, I was in national service. Um, I think when I was 21 that I actually, not say found out, but I uh, researched about depression. And so you, I learned, I you yeah. learned on your own that you yeah. went through depression years. And, mm, when and, I was 21. And at that time, did you mm-hmm. speak to anyone or did you seek help? Do you speak? Do you seek any professional help at all none at all and who do you talk to uh did you talk to anyone say that hey you know um i think i'm going through depression uh this is i'm feeling really down and all that do you have anyone at all to talk to 
to talk to. No. Um, okay. <laughs> and then that's, that's clearly very troubling because we, yeah. we, we learned that, you know, from what Asher said as well, you know, that a lot of people don't come up, a lot of males don't come up to talk about depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but how was it then going through it alone and trying to mm-hmm. figure out your feelings and all that? What were some of the, mm-hmm. you know, most memorable, not the nicest memory that you had um, going through all of this alone? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going, when I learned about depression and I knew that I was going through it, I was silently crying for help. It, like half of me wants to actually seek help and talk to someone about it, but half of me wants to just deal with it on my own. And I don't want to, I don't want people to uh, perceive me as being weak. So the reason behind that was because when I was younger in my teens, when I was around 14 to 15 years old, I was already feeling depressed, but I didn't know that was depression. Right. Um, okay. I actually tried to speak about it to my best friend. Mm. And he basically, he what he said to me actually um, traumatized me lah, to the point where I don't want to talk to anyone at all. Because if my mm. own best friend don't understand me, then who else would, right? That was my thinking. Lah. Okay. And, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that makes sense to me as the layman saying that oh you know if my best friend does not understand me um mm-hmm. then what makes what makes me think that you no know, speaking to anyone else will make it a bit better right since the best friend the one person who i really trust and really want to can talk about these kind of things so i perceive to be able to accept these kind of uh, feelings or these kind of emotions from me don't want to help me with it so why do i speak to anyone else so was that what you felt so you don't really want to talk about it to anyone else um, after that yeah i mean basically it's not that it's not really um it's not entirely whereby i, I believe that oh if my best friend don't understand then nobody else would but what mm. he said to me was uh was the thing that made me feel like i don't want to talk to anyone because what was it? if you if you yeah. if, if you don't mind to share with us what was yeah. it that he said um so I, I remember it was under the book that uh, mm. I spoke to him. And I was telling him about my problems, what made me feel sad about life and whatsoever. Mm. And basically, he just shunned me off by saying, like, you're a wuss. Like, you, sh- you shouldn't be feeling sad. Like, man the F up. You know, this kind of very um, so-called tough love kind of um, remarks that mm. made me feel like, okay, I, I need to check myself. Like, shit, like, I, I shouldn't. Um, feel like this, you know. I'm a man, you know. I I can't have feeling. It it was really a uh, an experience where I shouldn't. I don't I don't know how to say it, but I I can't talk about it anymore after going right. through that conversation with him. Yeah. So you went through that. It was not a nice feeling. Someone mm-hmm. you you wanted to you know pour your heart out to and yeah. said you know, and he came out and said that man the f up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't be feeling like this, you know, be a man basically. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that surely must be difficult. But Asher, mm-hmm. sometimes maybe your best friends aren't the best people to help you out with this. I'm not saying that there aren't best friends or good friends out there who aren't helpful to people with depression, but you know, sometimes they are not best equipped to help you out if you are feeling, you know, you are feeling depressed. Uh, am I right to say that? Yeah, fortunately, not everybody is uh, is able to support someone with, uh, with a mental health condition properly. 
And and what, what I mean by property is with empathy. Not everyone's able to support someone else with empathy. And and perhaps it's because of their person's upbringing or you know their viewpoint in life. Um, but but unfortunately, we do see a lot of uh, young people because I I'm in the business with young people, right? Yeah. See a lot of young people who who seek help from from people around them, and they get and they get shunned. Mm. Or, or they get a bad response and, and feel, you know, exactly how Sham did. And when they do that, you know, what, but what would be the next steps, um, Asher, if someone were to be told off by a friend or by a family member, you know, it could be a sibling that you might, might have, you know, um, let out some of your emotions to and wanted to confide in, but mm-hmm. you, you are being told to almost go away and you sh- and saying that, oh, you shouldn't be feeling this way. What would be that next step for that person usually? I think if, if this person is listening in today, right, I just want to tell you that your feelings are valid, right? The things that you're going through, the things that you're experiencing, they are real. And no one should be able to tell you that what you're feeling is not valid. What you're feeling is, is uh, something that you should not be feeling. And at the end of the day, you know, finding someone who can support you or, or someone who can at least listen to you is super important. Mm. Yeah. And, and if it's not that friend or that family member, you know, I, I know it's tough, but if you can try someone else, if you yeah. cannot, um, it's why you know that all, all the mental health professionals out there are available and, and, you know, they're willing to help. Yeah, and we'll get to some of the yeah. places that they can go to later on. Um, but Sham, um, you know, those were some very dark times, very difficult times. And do you remember maybe one of the most difficult period that you went through where, you know, after you've spoken to this friend, it could be, I don't know, months or years down the line that perhaps uh, was, you know, that you've reached to a point where you say, you know, I can't take this anymore. Um, I need to do something about it. And I saw on your IGTV, IG post, unfortunately, there was a point where you did try to take your life. Um, we obviously don't want this happening to anyone else. But can you tell us some of the feelings that you went through at that point in time where you unfortunately wanted things to end? Um, yeah, basically what I felt was I, I just didn't want to feel anymore. Like everything I felt was just negative things. Uh, nothing to be happy about, nothing to be cheerful about. It was even awkward for me to even catch myself smiling. I, and at that point of time, I couldn't remember when was the last time I actually smiled and laughed. Is the shum that we see right now on Instagram, is it still yeah. dumb back then? No. It's no. totally 100%, 180-degree turn. And you definitely didn't show that to your friends. Do you, do you show like uh, to your friends that or people around you, did they notice this change at all? Mm, I don't think so. Only I think my mom. Okay. But I, I was an introvert since I was young. Mm. So they don't really see this like a change because I've been like that since young. Mm. So they're like, oh, Sham is just like that. You know, but I am secretly inside myself like I am suffering from it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But actually, no, the outset of someone with depression, it might not always appear very apparent, right? To the layman because, you know, it could be someone is leading a perfectly normal life from your, from the eyes of anyone else from the public. 
and you just say like, oh, you're fine. Um, and is that why perhaps people say like, oh, you don't have depression because you you are fine because you, uh, you know, you you seem to be doing well. Now, what perhaps what are the some some of the things that you can tell us not to say to someone who's <laughs> come up, you know, to you and say that, oh, I feel depressed. No, uh, I want to tell you something that I'm going some of the things that I'm going through. Um, so what are things that maybe you can't actually say? Or shouldn't say. Um, <laughs> all right. So first things so first. You look at depression. I think a very good uh, physical uh, condition that is very similar in terms of like I can hide the symptoms or the symptoms to show to everybody or they're not as obvious. It's like COVID nineteen, right? Yeah. Yep. So we talk about people with COVID nineteen. There are a lot of people that have the disease, mm. but they don't show the symptoms. Okay. All right. So in that aspect, depression is similar because I can I can fake it. Right, I can pretend to be okay in front of my friends. Mm. I can, I can, you know, I can fight saying that I'm tired. I can think okay. to myself that I'm burnt out, and I can, I can question myself and ask myself, "What's wrong with you?" Right, mm. just keep doing it, lah. Right, just get on with life. <clears throat> the signs and symptoms can be very heated, but okay. for a person to realize that they are struggling with something, I think it's a big deal already. Okay. So if they come to you, right, and they ask you for help, or they say that they they pour their feelings to you, I think the first thing to do is empathize, mm-hmm. right? I hear you, I see you, I feel you. Three simple things, and then after you can ask like you know, hey, how can I help? But what do you not say or what do you not do is you don't invalidate what they are struggling with. Okay. Don't do the yeah. exact opposite of what you're supposed to do, basically. Yeah, lah. Don't do that, lah. And don't and don't try to explain it to them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like they are not looking to you for advice. They're looking to you for love and care. Okay. Yeah. So the when someone with depression comes out, they're they're not looking for a solution, right? They're looking they're looking for for what you said, love and care. And I've heard it the second time now on on this uh on um on this session that you said you no know, to to have empathy. To yeah. put yourself in someone else's that person's shoes and see whether you can try to understand as much as possible and to try to offer that. Um, Sham, un- unfortunately, after that incident with your friend, with your best friend, how old were you then when you actually spoke to him? I think it was fourteen or fifteen. Okay, so and then you went through, you know, you said you know through your NS years and all that um, uh-huh. with depression. So it's actually quite a significant period of time. And mm-hmm. during the entire time, you did not speak to anyone else about your feelings. Yeah, none at all. No one. What helped you out eventually? Apparently, after the incident, I I felt lucky that I was still alive. It was a moment where I thought I wanted to end my life, but mm-hmm. after doing that thing, I realized that shit, it's it's not the end. Mm-hmm. It was instant regret at that moment, and I thought to myself like. You have so much more in life. I don't know. This sudden realization just come into my mind. Mm-hmm. It's just an instant. It's just like okay, but you. It's not like okay. The next day, I don't have depression anymore. But it's mm-hmm. more to I saw hope in life, mm-hmm. and and then I worked on myself mentally and trained myself. Um, as cliche as it sounds, I I really believe in it. Like I count mm-hmm. my blessing. Um, yeah. I. Yeah, I I think of all the the things that I have and other people don't have. I still have a family. I still have um a house, a bed, you know whatsoever. Mm. And I think about how people who don't even have that are happier than me. So where is the problem? So I train my mind, you know, throughout all these years, 
and you know so far so good you know i i i i'm more mature and in handling um emotions now it's good to see where you are right now and yeah. you obviously try to fixate on the good things and that mm-hmm. helped you out actually is it all right to say that you know some people might not be as lucky as sham uh, where they are able to i mean sham you did extremely well in being able to figure out your own emotions after yeah. that moment that that lapse in judgment and then figure out your own emotions and you know look at you know the the positives in life uh, and you work towards it and build a better uh, life for yourself but unfortunately actually that's not really the case with some people and there there are ways for people to seek help right yeah definitely i mean what sham did was was awesome but not everybody can do that not mm. everybody has the the willpower or maybe not even willpower but not everybody has the energy left to do that. Mm. Yeah, there are some there are some people who you know, it's it's like you know you talk about muscles. All of us are built differently, right? Very apt yeah. for sharp muscles. Yeah, <laughs> man. All, all of us are built differently. I can hold a plank for maybe like five minutes. Sharp can hold it for half an hour. You know, so, <laughs> so it's it's completely different. And 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 if we talk about like the ability to bounce back, that resilience, right? Not unfortunately, we can't say that everybody has it, lah. It's mm-hmm. not their fault that they don't have you. So, right? um, I will say this, you know, if if you are at a point whereby you you feel like you can't even count your blessings, I think mm-hmm. it's time to seek help. I think it's time to talk to someone. I think it's time to to you know reach out and ask someone you know professional to mm-hmm. to kind of help you through this period la. you know sometimes it takes medication sometimes it doesn't yeah yeah and Sham you obviously didn't seek help but you know having understood the condition a little bit better having understood what you went through would you recommend someone who went through what you did to actually seek help and not just do what you did yes I actually believe uh, everyone should seek help if they feel they have no I feel like if they don't have anyone to talk to, like any personal friends or family, they have to go and seek professional help because that's the only um, solution that you can have. Because some people, they feel like, I don't have anything now. What's what's next? Or uh, yeah. what do I do now? They feel yeah. lost. They don't know what to do. That's why for me, I Google. <laughs> I actually Google <laughs> on depression. Google. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Google. And then um, it came out all these uh, hotlines or whatsoever. I, right. I saw that. And then some people, uh, for me, I, I wanted to reach out. I wanted help. I seek help, but I don't know how to. So right. maybe raising awareness about how the uh, people can actually uh, find out about hotlines or whatever is a good way. Because some people, they don't know. They really don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to talk about a little more about what we covered at this time. Uh, you know, we spoke about how males, men aren't, you know, quite in a place to mm. talk about their own emotions. Um, you clearly feel, Sham, that, you know, it is time, it's high time that, mm. you know, males in this era come out to speak about the emotions because it does not make them weaker. I mean, mm-hmm. we see you for one, you know, with all, again, you know, all the gym work that you do, uh, really <laughs> strong and all that, but it, 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 you know, it's okay to speak about emotions because it does not make you any much less of a person. I wanted to ask you, Sham, you know, why did you come out to talk about it specifically on behalf of males? Not that we want 
to you know draw the gender line but mm-hmm. specifically on behalf of males why do you think it's important for our society to understand that um i when i started talking about personal things on my igtv i come across a lot of uh guys who actually dm me mm. on a very personal level and they would say things like please keep this between us mm. so they were actually finding someone who can relate to their problems you know mm. and as men they feel like i i believe uh when you see a man cry it's not a norm is yeah. women cry every time I'm not I'm not judging uh I'm not being sexist <laughs> or whatever but it's a stigma whereby if a man cries it's he, he is perceived weak it's like yeah. oh you cry baby there will be words thrown at a man for crying or or showing his vulnerable side oh you cry baby you're weakling or whatsoever so when when this guy dm me I I kind of realized that shit they really want to talk about this they, they want to find someone they want to open up to and someone mm-hmm. who understands See, as men, I when I was going through like what I went through with my best friend, I mm. actually believe that no one will actually understand me, because just yeah. because I'm a guy, you see, and you definitely don't want to, yeah, you don't want yeah, this I to happen want to them anyone to else. Feel, right? mm, I don't want them to feel like oh, men cannot talk about their emotions. Um, I'm not saying that you have to talk about it. You don't have to, but as long as you if talking about it helps, then talk mm. about it. Yeah. Okay. And, That's good. Yeah, it, it's definitely something positive. Um, Asha, why do you think that you know going out to seek help is the next best thing for people, um, for males maybe, uh, specifically who don't want really to show their emotions outright? How can this help them? I think the anonymity of it makes a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. So being able to go talk to someone who's not your friend, who doesn't know you. Right, but knows the condition inside out. Right, they, that that does help. It's it's like going to a doctor, right? You won't go to a friend when you go to school, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it does it does help. Um, because it becomes very transactional. I think for men that's important. That mm-hmm. that you know, I I am building this therapeutic relationship with a stranger, and I'm not. Uh, I mean, this doesn't trap on like. You know my face, what I say. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't I'm not doing this. I'm talking about very personal things with people who who know me yeah. and who will probably continue to know me, right? So I think I and think there's no judgment, uh, right? There, yes, there isn't there's a no judgment, judgment there. Yeah, yeah the, the the non-judgmental thing makes a lot of difference. I feel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, mental health is and not just depression, right? Mm. It is something that is. That we unfortunately see still that stigma um, yep. in the society. It's gotten better, I must say, uh, from my observations uh, in recent years. But we still have that stigma to say that you know that uh, having mental health issues is not is is a problem. Um, so uh, it's not something that is widely accepted in the society, and you need to do something about it. And or rather, you it'll be better for you to not have it. When people come out, unfortunately, when it seem I see from the stories that you guys have shared, when someone comes up to you and say like, "Oh, I have I have depression. I, I I'm I'm not feeling great," and you tell them to not feel that way. Whereas you know, if someone were to you know be down with a cold or a cough, uh, as I am slightly right now, you would say like, you know, go go and see a doctor, and and then you know, the doctor will fix it. So I think that's the best advice. If you can't, you know, maybe help that person out. 
maybe help that person to you know seek professional help does that you know you know help a little bit i think that definitely helps um one of the things that we do suggest is that if you uh, are trying to get someone to seek help mm-hmm. one of the easiest things to say is like hey would you like me to go with you um okay yeah so it's okay for you to say like oh uh, i will come with you through this difficult period while i'm not you know exactly in the best place to give you what you need I'll take you to someone and be there with you uh, and that someone probably will know the better things to say. Yeah, and, and the fact that they have a friend that will sit there with them, right? Or, or even if they don't want a friend to go in and listen, right? Just sit outside. Lah. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're willing to do that for your friend or your buddy, right? Then I think, I think it makes a lot of difference. Like, it makes it very easy or much easier for someone to get help that way. Cool. Sham. What are some of the things that maybe you want to tell to people who maybe currently are going through some of the things that you went through, the unfortunate things that you went through, people who are unfortunately are thinking about taking their own lives. What are some of the things that you want to tell them right now um, that, you know, that could perhaps help them? Mm, I would say... I, I don't believe in the very cliche words or very mushy kind of things to say, but uh, I believe if it's if it helps, it I it, it must be said. You know, <laughs> uh, it's not it's not the end. Um, mm. Some you know when I was going through depression, I I read a lot of quotes. You know, and then they will say like it's not the end lah. They will say, uh, you are you are worthy. You need to value yourself. I'd be like, this is this is BS, man. Like you yeah, so it didn't make sense to you then. Yeah, it didn't make sense because all, all I see was darkness. Okay. So this word that you threw at me, I'm not going to like, oh, okay. You know, it just, it takes a little bit of like sense. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes maybe the soft approach help. Some, you know, different people, they, they seek help differently. For me, I believe in the, like, I speak the truth. If you want to yeah. listen, it helps, then you, you, you hold on to it. If it doesn't help, then I go for the soft approach. You know, it, it, it varies, you see. But mm-hmm. what I would say from my end personally, uh, I would say, as, as much as you are going through things alone, uh, yes, to seek help is number one. That is mm. what you need to do. I feel like this is my metaphor. The human body is uh, cannot work without a functional mind. You need right. to fix your mind for your body to function. Because mm-hmm. if you, it's, like, it's like a computer, right? You have a motherboard. Yeah, you, need yeah. to fix, you need to fix that motherboard for the whole system to work. Mm. So it's, it's, it's the same as a car, you know, you need to fix the engine or whatsoever, and then you can move forward in life. Um, if you have goals, uh, maybe that goal that you have can be your, your, your light, your hope. Like, okay, yeah, I cannot right. achieve mm. my goal without me fixing my mind. You see? Mm. Um, on top of that, I believe that if you feel like you don't have anyone, then you have to train your mind to be okay on your own. Okay. Yeah. That's what I really 100% believe in. Uh, Cool. I, I like I like what you say about goals because goals is actually mm-hmm. part of uh, therapy as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so when I work with a young person, I work with someone who's struggling with a mental health condition. Part of the recovery process is you know it's not just about like what I want them to to do, right? Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to live life normally, right? Have a proper quality of life. But at the same time, they have their individual goals. Like I want to graduate school. Right? I want to I want to be able to get married one day. I want to have this kind of family, this kind of house, this kind of business. So, you know, if, if, 
if we can leverage on those goals and if you are out there and you feel like you need to, you know, you are losing sight of those goals, don't lose sight of them. Yeah, your okay. personal goals are so important. Exactly like what Sham said. Okay. Yeah. And physical health. You 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 mentioned Sham that you know mm-hmm. you gotta fix your mind because that's your mm-hmm. entire body. Mm-hmm. Uh Asher, physical health and mental health, they are equally as important, right? Yeah. And you know, what are some of the things that maybe you can tell us that Limitless or a lot of other organizations out there are doing to help people who are suffering from mental health issues? Um, okay, so I mean, I'll speak for Limitless itself. What we okay. do is we do a helpline service. So our helpline is by text. Right? So someone can okay. kind of like write in on our website and they will connect with the person. Uh, it's kind of like a very short-term uh, intervention, short-term therapy, whereby it only lasts about two to three weeks. And then on okay. top of that, we also have a long-term therapy, whereby um, it's for as long as we need, as long as we want. Right. Um, we, at the same time, you know, we, we, we are also working on programs to help mm. people understand how to help other people, to help okay. young people understand that they can seek help a little bit easier and, uh, to break down the barriers to seeking help. So to me, right, seeking help is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but, you know, the, the challenge there is always about like breaking down barriers to seeking help. Okay. I know that you guys are also doing something. You guys are doing a virtual run soon. Oh, Maybe yeah. this is a time to give you that little bit of air time to plug some of their, <laughs> your, your, your program. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we are doing a virtual run. So the virtual run, okay, I mean, I understand, right? This, this COVID-19, we can't run together. Yeah. So, so we have to run on our own, but we run our, on our own for us. So, you know, if you are interested in, in supporting the work that we do very often also, like, you know, providing pro bono uh, therapy and counseling for young people, you can go to www.limitless.sg slash run. Now, this virtual run is going to be five kilometers. We chose a run because runs are not easy. Not everybody can run. <laughs> um, and it's the same, correct? Because mental health is not easy, right? Being, yeah. being able to deal with a mental health condition is not easy. Sometimes it feels like I'm doing something that I don't like to do. But at the end of the mm. day, the recovery process is good for you. That's why we chose a run. Besides that, all runners will also get to attend two, uh, two mental health masterclasses, either run okay. by ourselves or our partners. And uh, it, it will be run by a professional, either a social worker, counselor or psychologist. Right? And on the 10th of October, all runners and donors would be able to, uh, will be able to join us for Q&A. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna be Q and A. Ask us anything about mental health. We'll reply you and we'll answer. You know, to whatever you know degree that we can. It will be together with us and even people who have recovered from their own mental health conditions as well. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How do they sign up, man? Right. They can sign up at www.limitless.sg/run. And if you are not a runner and don't intend to run. <laughs> you can still go to their website. There is a link there to a giving.sg website whereby you can donate and every dollar donated on that site itself will be matched by the government this year. Awesome. Yeah. And Sham looks like he can run. 
So <laughs> I'm sure he will, he will participate. Maybe right after this, he, he will, he will sign up. Um, but Sham, I, I just, I just want to say thank you so much to you. You know, you came out and gave a voice to people with mental health conditions, uh, with depression on your own platform. And now you're coming on to the ironing board and doing the same. Uh, I must applaud you for what you're doing. Uh, and I can see as well, you no, know, it's not just mental health. You're, you're doing some other great things on your platform. Yeah. Um, as like you said, you no, know, you know, being an influencer is not, it's, it's different to if you're not doing it for, for good. Um, yeah. and you know, it's brilliant what you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on, you know, this show to speak about your plight. Uh, and I think you're an example of someone who's gone through it and doing so much better. And there is hope, uh, and there is an end to what you are going through. Um, so thank you once again. Um, is there any last things that you want to say? No, I would say thank you for having me. Uh, I'm happy to uh, let my voice be heard, and if it, you know, if it helps me, you know, a single person, that's better than zero. Awesome, you know, I'm sure it will. Um, and Asha, thank you so much as well. You know, Limitless is doing great things and I will always be in support and I hope everyone will be in support of all the great programs you guys are running uh, right now with the virtual run that's happening and also uh, in the future. Thank you so much for joining me on this uh, session today, Asha. Hey, thanks, Michael. Thanks for the opportunity. At the same time, I you know, kind of want to thank Sham as well. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I know it's not easy, but you you are doing great things. Right, thank you're you making for a voice, but, Hey, no thank problem. You, boss. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Sham Asher, thank you once again. Um, Sham, I really hope that all you've shared today really helped those who are going through something similar. Uh, and most importantly, I think today's discussion has shed some light on depression and how we can maybe be a bit more sensitive and react properly uh, to those people who are suffering from it and how we can give support through you know different platforms even if we don't know someone uh, who are going through uh, mental health issues so thanks once again guys and thank you for listening to this episode of the ironing board podcast do follow me on instagram that's at heiko fahim uh h-a-i-k-e-l-f-a-h-i-m and also at the ironing board sg uh, because I want to hear from you, you know, on suggestions of topics that you want me to cover. And, you know, if you have any feedback at all on the show, you can DM me on Instagram or reach me also via the contact form on our website, which is theironingboard.sg. Sham, Asher, thank you once again. Until the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>